0: It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Into tonight's postgame show presented
1: by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Philadelphia Flyers 2-1 to one, the final score from Philadelphia and to help us break this one down we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights Dan Duva and Dan it, it can't always be a hot goalie right? Like it, For the Golden Knights, just one goal in this game, you had to have been able to find more offense than that.
2: I would agree. And uh, the
1: power play opportunities were there, that's for
2: certain. Of the 48 shots on goal today for the Knights, 14 of them were on the man advantage. Obviously, they got one to go in from Dodonov. That's an important drought to have snapped. But, uh, yeah, you, you said it. Darren talked about it a few moments ago. For uh, Golden Knights' uh, successful run, they will need to score uh, a lot more than they have been. One goal today, uh, and I, I mentioned this earlier in the broadcast. But in their last ten and now eleven games, they have scored two goals or fewer. Now seven times, seven out of eleven, they've scored two goals or fewer, and that, you know that simply isn't going to cut it. I mean, the, the Knights have just two wins this year when uh, they score fewer than three goals, including yeah. one against Ottawa on Sunday. And uh, had they scored two today, they would have needed extra time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, at the same time, like, the, the Flyers' offense was hardly imposing. Uh, both of the goals that were scored, um, you know, were not good goals. The, the yeah. first one, Leonard just seemed to miss it. And then um, he was out of position on the wraparound goal. So, while well, you say that, I mean, the Knights could have won today's game one nothing, uh, but they're, you know, it, Leonard was much better the second and third period. Knights didn't give up much the second or third period either. But uh, the bottom line is the Knights offense has been inconsistent. They, they do get a power play goal, which is nice. When's the last time that uh, the power play was responsible for the, the team's offense and there was nothing at five on five?
1: Yeah, it's it's, had, it's not happened often this year. But, uh, you know, it, for me, it in kind of the same way I, I look at the power play at times, the Golden Knights seem like they're just trying to pass the puck into the net, right? Like there's there needs to be uh, more of an emphasis, I think, on getting shots, but not just getting shots, getting shots more urgently to the front of the net. Uh, a lot of block shots against, but really just a lot of perimeter play for the Golden Knights. And you know, I think you're seeing a lot of teams just kind of revert back and collapse the middle of the ice because the Golden Knights have, a, have an issue getting pucks through uh, the middle of the ice when that happens yeah everybody's trying to to make the perfect
2: play or not make a mistake yeah Uh, only a few guys seem to be demonstrating that killer instinct marcia so who has not coincidentally been the guy putting points on the board including another one here today so he's got a six game scoring streak four goals four assists in that period you know there there are not too many other guys who are showing that that instinct i talked about this on the podcast that uh, we did last week the Mm. slgnd podcast And I remember in the minor leagues, uh, one of the assistant coaches in the American League in Syracuse was Steve Thomas, and he was working during a practice with Corey Conacher, who had just won the American League Rookie of the Year and MVP the year before. And Corey Conacher, who ought to have been putting up a ton of points, simply looked tentative. Uh, He was just not attacking the net, kind of like what we're seeing from the Golden Knights. And Steve Thomas in a practice, just screamed at him, you're Corey Connicker. There might have been an expletive in there, too. Yeah. And it seems like if, if I were, you know, if Steve Thomas were out there, <laughs> I'm sure, you know, some of the, the Golden Knights coaches would need to remind these guys, like, hey, you, you guys know who you are. You should put the pedal to the floor and put the other team on its heels. Right now, um, the Knights are allowing opposing teams to put the Knights on their heels and just look for
1: a mistake and then capitalize rather than forcing teams into making mistakes. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right, Dan. I guess the big question is what changes between now and Thursday against Buffalo.
2: Well, you figure number nine's going to have some extra juice in the tank yeah. for uh, for the next game, and um, you know perhaps there is is there's something to learn from today. Uh, I, I don't know. I, the other part of it is you. You know, you, 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 how many buttons can you push um, before the buttons get worn out? Yeah. Um, I would have liked to have just seen Patch Reddy Eichel and Watts stay together. I would have liked to have seen Carrie A. Stevenson and Amadio stay together. But you've got, you know, as much tinkering as happening among the lines. I just wonder if guys are trying to not put their line mates in a bad spot because hey, I've never played with you before. It's been a month since you and I played together. I don't want to put you in a bad spot, so I'm not going to have that killer instinct. I'm going to just avoid making mistakes. So. I thought Carrier, Stevenson, and Amadio uh, were, were impressive when they were together. Um, you know, is Nick Y going to be your permanent solution as your top-line right-winger? No, of course not. But uh, at some point, you know, Jack Eichel is seeing different line mates, not only game-to-game, game, but it seems like every period. I mean, that, that can't be ideal for him as he's
1: trying to just get himself readied. All right, Dan. Well, as always, thanks for joining us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Let's head to Philadelphia as Pete DeBoer addresses the media.
3: I mean, we didn't score enough to win the game. Um, you know, I think uh, our start getting behind 2-0, you're chasing the game all night. It allows them to kind of sit back in a shell and and defend their net and block shots. I still think... You know, uh, we've got to find a way to score more than one goal. You know, and and no even strength goals. I think that's probably the most important part. I think we pride ourselves on being a real good even strength team, and we didn't get enough done there tonight. Is it a case
4: of just getting closer to the net with those
3: <sighs> guys? Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, I'll have to look at the chances. I, I think we had enough chances to score some goals. Uh, again, you know, I think you, you dig a two nothing hole early against anybody in this league. You're gonna it's going to be a long night, and it was a long way back. On positive,
4: it looked like the power play was creating a lot more tonight. So like yeah. What you saw
3: there. Yeah, the power play scored two goals in a row. Uh, I like how it feels. Uh, you know, that is a good sign. And, uh, you know, I thought we defended pretty well. We didn't give them much uh, for a road game, which is also a good sign. But, you know, you've got to score at least three goals in this league uh, in order to win. And when you on the night you get a power play goal, you've got to find a way to, to get an even strength goal somewhere, somehow.
5: You guys, um, Nick Wall came out of his gold drought a couple games ago at Dodonoff. He scored tonight. We talked about needing that swagger. If a bunch yeah. of individuals can start get, getting that swagger going, can it rub off
3: on the team? Yeah, well, Daddy needed to get one too, for sure. He's like Nick Wall. I mean, he was carrying around a double-digit uh, uh, scoring drought uh, for a long time, and he was wearing it. So, you know, hopefully that's a sign of things for come. we got got a, a, a lot more games left here on this road trip. You know, we did we did a lot of good things here tonight. You know, we've just gotta build on it and uh, and make sure we're ready for the next one. Anything else for Pete? Who did you see from uh, Carter tonight? Yeah, well what are you gonna say? I think he was first star. He was great. Thanks, Pete. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you.
1: That was head coach Pete DeBoer as he addressed the media after tonight's game, a 2-1 to loss to the Philadelphia Flyers. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by A Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: A Insurance postgame show, the Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Philadelphia Flyers, 2-1, to the final score from Philadelphia, 32-22-4, 68 points for the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll take on the Buffalo Sabres Thursday at 4 o'clock. Jack Eichel's return. To Buffalo as a member of the Vegas Golden Knights, so you, you'd hope that the Golden Knights will come up with the winning combination to put the puck in the back of the net. That that really is the main concern coming out of this game is that the Golden Knights offensive touch is just not there. And you know, the the common refrain you hear from many coaches, not just Pete DeBoer, but many coaches in this league is simply you gotta score three to win. It's a race to three, and maybe that changes, maybe you adjust that in the playoffs, but a race to three is what you're looking at for any hockey game in the NHL. And the Golden Knights just simply have not been at three very often, and it's no surprise that the wins have been harder to come by now that the Golden Knights are struggling to find offense. And it's it's really prevalent... And it's really noticeable that the Golden Knights are looking for the perfect play. They're looking for the perfect play. They're looking for that play that you, that you take, that you have, where if it converts, goaltender's not going to stop it. But what's ending up happening with the Vegas Golden Knights is once the puck gets to that area, that spot, that player... It's almost always behind or in front or tipped or deflected or bounces over a stick. Frankly, when your confidence is shot, you're looking for the perfect play when the play that you need to make is the play that's in front of you. Throw the puck to the net, go there hard, second and third opportunities, find ways to score. Because when the Golden Knights did that against the Anaheim Ducks, scored five goals. Throw the puck to the front of the net, you control play, you get inside And good things happen right now. And I think the most surprising thing is the the rush game for the Golden Knights is non-existent. Scoring goals, finding plays, finding opportunities off the rush, something the Golden Knights have been so good at all year long, it's just not there. Speed through the neutral zone, creating turnovers, all of it, not there. And it's not lost on me that that coincides with Mark Stone being out of the lineup. I don't think there's anybody better in the league, in the entire NHL, better than stripping a puck in the neutral zone and turning that into something. Turning a play in the neutral zone into a rush chance against. Mark Stone, one of the best. The Golden Knights offense and their scheme in the neutral zone is built off of Mark Stone's excellence at lifting pucks, finding, assessing, and putting the puck in a place where his teammates can make something happen. And so you're missing that element, and right now there isn't anybody on the ice that's making those plays. Let's head back to Philadelphia as Jonathan Marchessault and Zach Whitecloud address the media.
6: We always do that as a team. We always run into out goalies. I don't know what to do, really, but uh, we need to switch that luck around a little bit. You know, like, it's not good enough for a group. We can't be losing and pissing off points like that at uh, that time of the year, I don't recall in five years having a tough stretch like that. So uh, we definitely need to. Um, we gotta find a way. It's adversity that every team faces, and we gotta find a way to win hockey games. Good teams find a way.
4: Does it feel like there's a lack of confidence with the puck right now, just kind of as a team?
6: No, I just I think it's like we've been pointing our, the fingers on like our ozone or the power play. We've like it's always something and. Uh, we just have to stop thinking about that and just play hockey. You know, let your natural instinct uh, take over and like play with confidence. And it doesn't matter what we've done the past game or something like that. It's always a new game, a new team. Everybody's different, but we gotta we gotta find a way to win games.
4: It did seem like the power play was a lot better tonight. The puck
7: around.
6: Yeah, we do create chances, uh, definitely. I mean, uh, like I said in the second period, if I put that one in. And even the one that patch it goes five and it just slips and he's spinning. It's just, it's just uh, our luck. Or right now we gotta get the, the puck luck on our side and find a way to win the hockey games.
7: Do you guys feel like you created enough dangerous chances tonight? Uh,
6: I don't know. I think that's something that uh, uh you guys would know. Like scoring chances and stuff like that. Like where's our shots? Are they all in from the outside, from the, from the blue line and stuff like that? So we gotta. Uh, We're going to check it out for sure, but I mean, it's not good enough for a group. It
4: seemed like Dodonov, after he got that power play goal, um, he just looked a little more confident out there. How nice was it to see him get one and feel better?
6: Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, he's been great for us. I mean, he's been a big part of our offense uh, all year, and he's been a good player, and it's, uh, yeah, it's like anyone that gets a goal early on in the game, you feel a little better uh, uh, going into the second and third period, so we got to we got to maybe jump on teams a little quicker and get our swagger back.
4: <clears throat> you mentioned where the shots are coming from. Do you think, I mean, they go up 2 nothing early. It makes it a little easier on them for kind of to kind of sit back and, and hold the four down?
6: Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't matter the outcome of the every period. We've got to outwork the opponent. That's, we're a hard-working team, and uh, I don't think we're we're doing that. I think teams are uh, checking us a little too easy in the O-zone, in our, in our O-zone. And... Uh, I mean, we're giving up two goals. It's not too bad, but I mean, 50 shots and one goal—that's that's not enough. Thanks,
1: that was Jonathan so as he addressed the media. Here's Zach Whitecloud.
7: I thought we created some some good chances. Um, you know, I thought our forwards did a good job of getting to the net tonight too, and and uh, creating traffic for for the D to get shots through. Um, I thought we got a lot of pucks to the net, which is obviously uh, what the shots represent, and. Um, you know, obviously, uh, only one went in, but um, that's in the right direction. Obviously, we're getting guys to the net, we're getting pucks to the net, we're getting chances. So, what
4: did you think about defensively? I mean, you guys held them. I mean, they were up two nothing, so they were kind of playing it back, but it seemed like mm-hmm. you guys defended them pretty well.
7: I thought we defended well tonight. Yeah, um, you know, obviously they're a good power play team, and you know they're a good rush team. So, uh, I think the big thing for us was, um, you know, our tracking and, and limiting their time and space in the rush, and um, you know, obviously when. When we didn't do that, you saw what kind of rush team they are, and they're really good at creating off the rush. So, um, you know, I think we did a good job for the most part of, of limiting what they had, and um, you know if they did get something, just trying to make them miss passes, and um, again, just limited their chances off the rush too. So. Was it just a matter of running into a hot goalie tonight? No, he played. He played well. Played a good game. Um, I think, like I told Jesse, I think we got guys to the net. We got traffic to the net. Um, you know whether he saw some shots or not. You know he made a lot of saves, obviously. So. Um, but at the end of the day, I think we did do a good job of getting guys to the net and getting pucks through and um, creating our chances. How would you
5: describe the challenge of just staying patient through structures like this, and how do you overcome
7: it? Yeah, it's mainly staying patient in games, right? You can't get frustrated. Um, but you know, obviously we're all humans at the end of the day. This is frustrating when, um, you know, as a team we don't score, obviously. And, and, uh, but, you know, we're, we're an older group. We understand that uh, sometimes patience is key um and not getting frustrated and um you know this is one of those times where um the shots represent you know whether they were grade a chances or not you know you're you're creating and going forward and i think that's our power play did a huge you know really good job of that tonight was was creating chances creating momentum for the next guys to go after um and you know it's not necessarily the getting a goal that creates momentum it's it's a good shift where you know you see your your five guys that are out there you know working working their butts off and and creating chances and, and uh, creating momentum, so that the next guys that go over the boards can can continue that and continue that pressure. Um, they, they did a great job for us. Wow. Last time you guys were on the road, it was a little bit of stagnant, about four or five days in between games. Now that you guys have like a more consistent road trip with a lot more games, and it's a little bit easier to kind of put this one away and focus on Thursday. Yeah, I think so. Um, like I said, we're 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 a mature group, and, and we're you know obviously going to go and look at um, you know why. Uh, what happened tonight did, um, and obviously learn from it, uh, fix those things, talk about it, and uh, move on to the next one.
4: How much of it felt like they got that 2 nothing lead and that kind of let them sit back and, and not be as aggressive and kind of keep you guys to the outside?
7: Yeah, I think that part of that was our push too, right? Um, you know, trying to make sure that we, we pushed the pace, we kept executing, and um, and we just kept, uh, you know, applying pressure in their zone. And I think, you know, our neutral zone was good tonight where we could, you know, turn pucks over, get going the other way, put it in our forwards hands, let them forecheck, check, let them create sustained pressure. Um, and it, it, I'm reiterating it, but I think the shot clock showed that, obviously showed the, the offensive zone time. Um, and obviously we uh, um, created a lot of chances. So, uh, you know, it's just a matter of obviously um, uh, capitalizing on those and, and uh, going from there. Guys,
6: anything else for Zach?
8: That was
1: Zach Whitecloud as he addressed the media after tonight's game. A lot to get to, a lot more highlights on the other side. This is the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: AAA Insurance post-game show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Philadelphia Flyers 2-1, the final score in tonight's game. The post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Mark Stone still out of the lineup for Vegas. Same with Alec Martinez. Braden McNabb missed tonight's game. Brad Howden not on the trip. But Nolan Patrick out of a non-contact Jersey did practice today so that's a positive sign moving forward for Nolan Patrick. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game we go back to the first period and though the Golden Knights started the game with a lot of pressure and held a five to nothing edge in shots Justin Braun opened the scoring for the Flyers with a point shot that beat Robin Leonard.
2: Lawton between Giroux and Konechny top Flyers line is out there the high slot a drive tipped into the goal Braun back out there and puts it
1: towards the net. His shot gets redirected by Robin letter Philadelphia takes the lead. Justin Braun, his fifth of the year from Travis connectney and Scott Lawton at 444. The first period makes it 1-0 Philadelphia. Then late in the period, the Flyers would add to the lead as Oscar Lindblom would score a wraparound goal.
2: Flyers coming in. Penalty time, but a wraparound goal. They score. Oscar Lindblom. Just as the penalty time runs out, the Flyers strike. 2-0 Philadelphia, 50 seconds to go in the first period.
1: Oscar Lindblom, his 10th of the year from Scott Lawton and Ivan Provorov at 19.09 of the first period makes it 2 to nothing Philadelphia. So we head to the second period, the Flyers up 2-0 and Robin Leonard was called on to make our AAA insurance save of the game.
2: Provorov guides it to connecting at center, drops it off, Lawton to the left, to centers, kick save! Robin Leonard stops Claude Giroux on a couple of quick passes from Philly. Now to the point of shot, glove save, knocked down in front, picked up by Vegas. And out comes Petrangelo.
0: Tremendous save by the goaltender.
1: AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA Outsmart Life. So Robin Leonard keeping this one close enough that the Golden Knights should be able to come back and chip away they did. The Vegas Golden Knights had a look on the power play in the second period and Evgeny Dodonov would convert on a pretty passing play to get Vegas on the board. Left point, Theodore.
2: Left wall, Eichel. righty near the dot. What'll he do? Weaving. Side of the net, quick stick, score! Evgeny Dodonov set up by Jonathan so It's a power play goal for the Knights. Vegas trails 2-1, 13-34 to, one, to play
1: in the second. Evgeny Dodonov, his 11th of the year from Jonathan Marchessault and Jack Eichel at 6:26 of the second period, made it 2-1 at Philadelphia, a power play goal for the Vegas Golden Knights. So Vegas would go into the third period down by just one goal. They would throw a lot of shots at Carter Hart, but just couldn't find the equalizer in this game. All that was left was the final call. Eight seconds to go. Attempt to clear. Cut off by Theodore. Five seconds. Centering try
2: blocked. Picked up again with two. Centering tipped on goal. Saved by Hart as the horn sounds.
1: Carter Hart saves it in the final second. And Philadelphia defeats Vegas 2-1. 2-1 the final score. The Philadelphia Flyers defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas 32-22 and 468 points on the year. We'll take on the Buffalo Sabres this Thursday at 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock pregame show. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
4: AAA
1: Insurance post-game show, the Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Philadelphia Flyers. Take a look at some of the final numbers in this game. Shots on goal 48 to 21 Vegas. That one sink in for a minute. Hits 26 to 13 in favor of the Flyers. The Golden Knights one for 5 on the power play. Philadelphia 0 oh for 4. On the power play, the Golden Knights had 11 giveaways, eight takeaways, 19 blocked shots. Philadelphia three giveaways, six takeaways, 23 blocked shots. And I think therein lies the the issue for me with the Golden Knights is that when they have as much volume as they did, and certainly they got a lot of shots through the the best chances they had. I would argue the the best chances, the the chances the Golden Knights were trying to set up, the ones that they were looking for. As the difference makers, if you go back, you watch it again, most of those chances, most of those shots were blocked. So the important ones are getting blocked. The hope plays, those are the ones getting through. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal, Windows, and Solar. And so it's an interesting one because the Golden Knights came out with a good energy. They had the majority of play in their favor early on, but then it's just a goal that traditionally Robin lenner isn't going to give up, and he gives it up. It's a point shot. There's some traffic in front, but it just fools him. It just beats him, you know. And you look at the the wrap around from Oscar Lindblom. It's it's uh, over commitment from Robin lenner So you're in a two nothing hole early, and for a team that over their last ten games has struggled to find offense, just twenty seven goals in the last twelve games for the Vegas Golden Knights. You're in a 2 nothing deficit. That's a tough one to pull out of, especially with where the Golden Knights' confidence is offensively. I really did think that given the circumstances of how Vegas won that game against the Ottawa Senators, that was something to build upon. I thought confidence, swagger, those were words that you heard the Golden Knights use after that game. And it just felt like tonight was two steps backwards. You take one step forward, maybe two steps forward with Anaheim, then Ottawa, and now it's two steps back for the Golden Knights. They've got to figure out how to right the ship before they take on the Buffalo Sabres on Thursday at 4 o'clock. We'll be here 3 o'clock on the pregame. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show. Extended Postgame Show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: It's the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702 876 1340. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended Post
1: Game Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 702 876 1340. It's your post game show. The Golden Knights fall to the Philadelphia Flyers 2 to 1, the final score. In Philadelphia, the Golden Knights start the road trip off with a loss. Take on the Buffalo Sabres on Thursday. 32-22-4, and the Vegas Golden Knights, 68 points. There's a, a lot of different angles that you can approach this from. You can vent frustration. You can yell at me about literally anything you want to talk about tonight. It's, it's your session. It's your post-game show, and... Again, I'm going to kind of reiterate what I talked about there to close the, 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 the regular postgame show. I, I thought there was going to be a building block, a jumping-off point for the Golden Knights off of both Anaheim and Ottawa. Like, Anaheim, you put up five goals, you, you start to kind of feel it's moving in the right direction. Then, you know, of course, it's a tight one against Ottawa. You only score two goals, but still... The way that that place was energized. The the moment for Jack Eichel. It just felt like the offense was coming. And then, sputter, sputter, stop. And, I'm going to say this without trying to take anything away from Carter Hart. Because you put up 47 saves. I I agree with Darren Elliott, his assessment. I don't care what league you're in. You you stopped 47 pucks. You had a hell of a night. You did. But, I just don't think there were enough quality chances in tight second, third opportunities. I thought The Golden Knights were pretty, pretty much on the, on the perimeter most of the night here. I, just, I don't view this as a game in which the Golden Knights got goalied. I just don't. You can disagree with me. That's totally fine. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Sal. Hey, Sal. How you doing?
8: Good. It's been a while. Um, very disappointed. Maybe the least optimistic about this franchise I've been in five years. Um, not just this game. I mean, even the Anaheim and Ottawa one that you were just talking about. Yeah. I mean, we called Anaheim while the, I mean, Anaheim's in a free ball right now. Sure. Ottawa yeah. is always in a free fall. <laughs> Uh, well,
1: hold on. Just, just real quick. I'm going to push back on that just a little bit. I, I know the wins aren't there for the Ottawa Senators, but they play a tight game. They play hard. They're led by, by uh, Brady Kachuk, who works incredibly hard. Uh, I, I, get, I get the sentiment that the Golden Knights should have walked through the Ottawa Senators, but the fact of the matter is sure. that's a young team that's learning how to win, and they've got a lot of pride in that room.
8: Yeah, until their GM uh, trades all their guys away, but that—but that's a off-topic. <laughs> uh, Fair point. The one, the one thing, well, there's a lot of things, but this, this team's identity, it, it just doesn't exist anymore from from what I've seen in previous years. Like, the five-on-five, five, I mean, that used to be lethal for us, and it's, it's not the case anymore. The, like Dan Duva said in the postgame, and you touched on it too, is trying to pass pucks into the net, I, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Um, I, I miss the, 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 the slightly older version of, say, Theodore slapping a puck from the blue line and getting redirected into the net. You don't see that anymore. He's trying to see too many finesse passes, and, and we don't have the depth. We don't have the four lines of, of reliability to, to produce offensively like that right now. And it, it, it's, this team doesn't really have a—I I don't know what you'd say the strength of this team is in its current form because there's not one thing I could hang my, you know, hang on to and be like, okay, well, no matter what happens, we got this to rely on. And we, it, I kind of don't know what's gonna what's gonna shine and what's gonna be poor game in game out right now. And I yeah. have one other thing to say if, if I have time after. Yeah, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. And then the other thing is, you know, it, I know it's been a lot of injuries. I. Can you, can you say that, and Jack Eichel still to be the turn, can you say that the front office has done any of their moves in the offseason has made this team a lot better, at least in the immediate? Um, I, I know we were in cap hell, so I get that. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of the subtractions. Like, you miss those players because, of, because you really see their absence. Yeah, you know,
1: I, I think that that's an impossible question to answer right now, right? Like, it, 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 when you when you make the trade for Jack Eichel, I, I don't think that you're imagining in that moment that the trade off is Mark Stone out of your lineup. You know what I mean? Like, I think you make the trade for Jack Eichel expecting that you're going to have Mark Stone available. You're going to have Jack Eichel available. Uh, you're going to have Alec Martinez. You, you make the signing for Alec Martinez. He hasn't played since November. Like, I, there's a lot that's happened this year that I don't think was expected for the Golden Knights front office and Sal thank you for the call Um, so I I just as much as as much as you might take this as a cop-out and I I promise you it's not one I I don't know what this Golden Knights team is because they have not been healthy all year long I'm not making an excuse the lineup on the ice tonight for the Golden Knights should have been able to find more than one goal against the Philadelphia Flyers I'm not using injuries as an excuse for this game. I'm not. But I will say that I don't really know what the Golden Knights are supposed to be, kind of to your first point, Sal, like the identity. I don't know because we haven't seen this this Golden Knights team that the front office built in the offseason at the beginning of the year through trades yet. We just haven't. And so to, to judge them on it is difficult because. Whether you make the trades or you don't make the trades, you could always run into the rash of injuries that the Golden Knights are experiencing this year. And I think that while we react to these games individually, it it all has to kind of come with the idea and the understanding that not an excuse, Mark Stone's out of the lineup, Nolan Patrick's out of the lineup, Frayden McNabb's out of the lineup, Alec Martinez is out of the lineup. You're still missing a lot of players from this lineup night in and night out. Fantastic call, Sal. Thank you for that. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing?
9: Well, uh, thank you, Ryan, for being there for us tonight. No matter what anybody says, they don't know how difficult it is to be a, a host of a talk show at a, at a position like this. However, for uh, the first caller, for Sal, here is the silver lining as I see it. Two years ago, We had a terrible series against Dallas, who we were favored to beat, and we ran out of time. One year ago, we had an unbelievably bad time with an inferior, obviously it's been proven over and over now, Montreal Canadiens team, and we ran out of time. And last year, we were as healthy as we had been all season. That's the silver lining. We are so far away from the end, it's laughable.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to agree with that, Mike. Um, I guess where I'm at right now with the season is just the – I'm kind of at injury fatigue, right? Like like you, you start talking about the injuries. You start looking at what's been out of the lineup this whole year, um, and, and you, you have to believe – in kind of the way that you're talking, that it's going to turn around, that it's going to round into form, that the Golden Knights are going to get healthy and they're going to be good to go. But, you know, the way it's gone through nearly 60 games already, it just, that feels like a further away situation. But I I applaud your optimism. I'm I'm, I'm right there with you. I want to be right there with you. Uh, But it's been tough this year.
9: Well, it's been terribly difficult. It's been as difficult as any of the four seasons prior to it, but that's a, that's a statement, an understatement. Uh, this, just one other thing, and this sort of reminds me uh, of what Dan Dubas said is right on, spot on. Uh, in the movie Miracle, Herb Brooks makes the guys practice until they can't literally stand up. And Mike Aruzzioni finally stands up and says, "My name is Mike Aruzzioni, and I and I play for the United States of America." That's what each individual player needs to do right now. I play for the Golden Knights.
1: Yeah, you know what? I'm right there with you, Mike. Thank you for the call. I think that you know the Golden Knights just have to get back to believing in who they are, and I think that that's kind of the larger point that Dan was making. Um, individual players need to get back to that. You start. You started to see that a little bit with William Carlson tonight. He was making some more confident plays. He was trying to be a difference maker, but. You know, you you need everyone pulling on that same rope. You need everyone moving in the right direction, in the same direction. And and that, to me, is where the Golden Knights can really do some damage, but they have to do it. They have to do it consistently, and they've got to build some momentum here. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing?
5: I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm good. So, I said this, I think, at some point earlier in the year, but it, it feels really relevant again. It feels like the last few games we've either gotten offense or defense yeah, and haven't been able to put that full game together, and it feels kind of like slipping back into that. Because we saw against Anaheim, great offense, defense struggles, And then tonight, almost the opposite, They're, the offense, while it – was there it wasn't right like the shots were there but the quality wasn't Mm -hmm. yeah and it's just you know hoping that the more the revolving door of injuries happens the more that they can mesh quicker together I I don't know
1: well so kind of to your point right like kind of to your point Stephanie and and I think you're spot on here is you know, for a large portion of the season we had been asking for, we had been hoping for a better defensive effort from the Golden Knights. Cut down on the high danger chances against, cut down on the amount of chances that you're giving up within a game, and that should course correct and you'll win more hockey games. Well, when the Golden Knights are playing strong defensively, it seems like their offense sputters, and when they are opening things up and scoring five or six goals a game, it's it's kind of hand-in-hand with giving up four or five themselves. So, like I, I'm with you. If if they could get to a point where the defensive aspect of the game and the offensive aspect of the game are going, that would be great. It's just it hasn't happened yet and, and we're you know, we're nearly sixty games into the season. So uh the question becomes when is it gonna happen? How does it click and then how quickly and how much can the Golden Knights use that to their advantage to pick up points?
9: Yeah,
5: it's like all we can do is hope and I know that like I know they're not sitting in the locker room, just you know, oh, oh well. Like you know they're mad. You can hear it. You can yeah. see it when they're doing the interview. So you know that they're going to work on it, and it's just hoping that at some point it's, it's got to click and come together. And then the other thing I want to say is, oh my God, I really hope that Robin didn't get hurt. Yeah, he, Dan he, he said he was like favoring a leg or something. Yeah, um, I he, yeah, he's, it was uh, like yeah. Robin Leonard be okay.
1: Yeah, you know what, Stephanie, thank you for the call. It was a pickup from Darren Elliott. There was a a wraparound chance in the third period. Robin Leonard uh, tried to push off, hit from his left leg. It took him a while to get up. Uh, Darren kind of noticed that there was a little bit of laboring from Robin Leonard, but he finished the game. He made some saves after that. I I would imagine that he's going to be just fine, Uh, but we'll see come Thursday against Buffalo. Let's head back out of the phone lines, bring in Stephanie, number two. Hey, Stephanie, number two, how are you?
10: I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good. So um, I feel like my job on this post-game post show is to um, put a positive spin on everything. <laughs> yeah. So um, here it is. Our next game is against Buffalo.
11: Mm-hmm.
10: Um, Jack Eichel's return to Buffalo. Yep. So if, if there's not a player that's hungry to get that win for them, then they don't deserve to be on the ice.
1: You know, I, I I'm right there with you, and, and I'll tell you, it's it's going to be hostile for Jack Eichel. Like it's going to be a hostile environment in Buffalo as Jack returns. So, you know, you you find these games throughout a season where you want to show up for your teammates, uh, but you also want to show up for for everyone in the room, and and especially the new guy coming in. Uh, I think you're I think you're right. Like that needs to be one of the most dialed in efforts. From this Golden Knights team all year long, even if it's against Buffalo?
10: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, if, if there was ever a game to win, like i picked pick this game over any San Jose game to a yeah, and yeah, sure. want to win kind of a thing. And, you know, remembering back when Pachorati was injured and then he came back, he had said, you know, it takes a few games to kind of find your rhythm. Mm-hmm. And what, like, I don't think he's quite found his rhythm there yet, but it's getting there. And so, you know, we still have a long season. We're still third in the standings, and everything will work itself out. You know, there's a, a saying in sports that you know championships are won on your off days. So yep. this was an off day that we can learn from and regroup and be better next game. Fantastic
1: stuff, Stephanie. Thank you for the call. Uh, always nice to get the the, the optimism coming in especially after a loss uh, one that's that's i think as tough as this one to swallow for golden knights fans so great job on that call stephanie uh, we're back with more of your phone calls next it's the extended post game show fox sports las vegas
0: calls on the extended vegas golden knights postgame show here's ryan wallace A extended postgame
1: show fox sports las vegas the golden knights fall to the philadelphia flyers two to one the final score from philadelphia let's head back out to the phone lines bring in fernando hey fernando
11: how you doing i'm doing good ryan um first off um you know the ducks are losing big and um the flames are up early and um the stars lost so that's okay um well, tonight's game was tough. I mean, um, <clears throat> we had 11 giveaways and um, 19 block shots and um, eight takeaways. And um, Lerner did good. I mean, he had, what, um, 19 saves. And got to give a, a thumbs-up to um, Carter Hart, 47 saves. That was outstanding. But um, our team energy was good, like you said earlier, and I, I enjoyed that. That was good. Um, and then um, sometimes I, um, <clears throat> I yell at the TV um, when we get a, a power play penalty, mm-hmm. decline it. We don't want it. we have scored better five on five instead of five on four. <laughs> I know that's not going to happen. And that's ridiculous, I know. But um, we had them. We had the a man advantage six to four there at the end, and we just couldn't get it in. It's like um like you were saying earlier, looking for that right play, looking yeah. for that right shot. Yeah. It's like it's like they're saying to themselves. You shoot it. No. You shoot it. No, you shoot it. You know? Just shoot it. Shoot it at the goal and hopefully get some deflections and maybe we'll just start going in the net. But other than that, um, when um, night, um, midnight comes, the new day. Turn the page. We've got to move forward. And I'm still optimistic, so we'll see what happens. Um, have a good night, buddy.
1: Yep. Thank you, Fernando. You have a great night as well. Um, you know, kind of a, a couple of things. I you know, yeah, you got to tip your cap to to Carter Hart, 47 saves for sure. That being said, I I still don't look at this as a game in which the Golden Knights got goalied. Like as as much as I'd love to tip the cap all the way to Carter Hart, I, I do think that the Golden Knights could have created a little bit more, could have gotten more chances, could have had better lanes, better looks, and then that six-on-four to end the game. I you know I I'm I'm kind of right there with Dan Duva, like. I understand why you pull your goaltender in that situation. I do. I get it. You want to give yourself the best chance, possible chance that you can. That being said, the Golden Knights' power play was creating. They were moving around. You had something going with that top unit and in the, in the combination of players there. Maybe you just give them 45 seconds, 45 seconds to see if they can create something five on four, and then you introduce the chaos with the extra attacker. But uh, you know what? Golden Knights going for it. They just could not find that next goal. Let's head back out of the phone lines, bring in Tony. Hey, Tony, how you doing?
12: Hey, Ryan. I was actually calling to apologize about my outburst the other night after the Ottawa game, but I'm not now after watching this debacle. Uh, I, I, I think you're absolutely right about not giving Carter Hart the, the, the credit for stealing this game. Because we don't do anything to make it hard on any goalies. It's, our shots are so center chest, uh, center net. We don't move them. We don't block them. We, we don't do anything to make it tough on an on opposing goalie to take a shot. I mean, how do you go almost two minutes? The goalie doesn't even have a stick. and then he was, There was no panic uh, from him, Carter Hart at all. It was like he was real still nonchalant in the goal. We were putting no pressure on him. And then, like Duba, I agree, too. Also, you put six on four, and it looked like Philadelphia had seven guys on the ice. Uh, we were doing nothing to move the puck uh, to give any high-scoring chances. And and I just, I, I'm going to ask you, who do you put that on? Do you put that on the coaching staff? Do you put that on the the players, you know, not, you know, gripping the stick too hard. Don't want to say, use the choke word or, or, you know, be that negative. But where do you start pointing the fingers at, at, at some of these problems that they're, they're, they're the same problems that we've had for the last three seasons? You know, we, we make big changes to bring a sharp shooter in, and we still suffer the same problems. You can't find the back of the net when you need to find the back of the net.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it's a good question, Tony, and thank you for the call. I, I, as far as, like, who do I put it on, I mean, the, the guys hopping over the boards are the ones playing the game, right? Like, uh, I think the messaging is very clear that you want to get traffic to the front of the net. I think the messaging is very clear that you want to get pucks there with urgency, but I think right now what you have is a team that is not particularly confident in their offensive game. Individually and collectively. So you're looking for the perfect play because you think the only way you're going to score in this situation is the perfect play. And, you know, I, I think Jonathan Martinslow said it best in his commentary post game you got to stop thinking and just go out and play hockey and let your instincts show up. Right now, to me, the Golden Knights seem like a team that is overthinking, overpassing, overanalyzing every situation that they have in the offensive zone. And if you just kind of pull back and react and let yourself play, then maybe things open up and you get a little bit more confident, you find a couple more goals. Now, there's always going to be a debate between structure and and making reads between what you're supposed to do within a system and having some of the freedom and the license to work away from that. That's where you kind of get the dichotomy between coaching and between the players. But to me, I just think that the Golden Knights need to break out of this by just going out and playing, allowing their instincts to take over, and maybe, just maybe, you'll find some consistency right then and there. Good calls. As always, we're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas.
0: Back to your calls on the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Here's Ryan Wallace.
1: Extended post game show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 2 1, the final score. The Philadelphia Flyers defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas, 32, 22, and 4, 68 points. Still in third place in the Pacific Division, but unable to make up any ground on the LA Kings or the Calgary Flames or widen the gap between themselves and the Edmonton Oilers. So uh, back to the drawing board for Vegas on Thursday at 4 o'clock against the Buffalo Sabres. We will be with you. Then, 3 o'clock pregame show, thanks to Jed Donaldson down here, making sure everything sounds fantastic. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping me on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers, to our postgame show, fantastic calls tonight as always. Until Thursday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las
4: Vegas.